Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go with you. Now, there are about 20,000 financial practitioners in the industry today. We're talking here about insurance agents and financial advisors as well. Yet, despite this saturation of the industry, the learning curve is often steeper than one imagines. And to add to that, disruption of the pandemic has prompted more consumers to re-evaluate their priorities and shift their financial plans beyond wealth building. So how can and Greenhorn Advisors navigate the industry. Essentially, what do they need to do to serve us better? Well, Adrian Pay joins us now. He's Chief Executive Officer of Synergy Financial Advisors. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Barty and Timothy. Good evening. Now, let's talk about how all of these things have changed since COVID-19. I know that it's changed the way financial advisors work. It's also changed the way consumers think, individuals think, and how they are prioritized their finances. So what exactly is the magnitude and nature of change that you've seen, Adrian? I think the COVID has uh, exposed uh, people's financial plans that they have made years ago. Um, many people wouldn't have thought that, you know, they, they would need to work from home or they could lose their job. And so people are now rethinking um, in the future, how would they replan their retirement plans or even for their child education, stuff like that. So what have we learned from the pandemic? How has it or has it exacerbated this problem? I think if I look from the financial advisor's point, you know, I, I hate to say this, but if I've got to tell you this story, you know, it, it goes to show how old I've been. You know, I was scarred when uh, Singapore went through SARS you okay. know, years ago. I was really scarred. And I recall a couple of years back, I told my guys, let's build something that we could do remote face-to-face. And you know what? When, when Singapore went to the circuit breaker, right, it was an opportunity for us to really test out what we have built. And within, well, it was like probably seven days to eight days from circuit breaker, we, we launched our non-face-to-face. And that allows us to continue to do our service as well as to, you know, really practice safe distancing, right, with the client from, from really a distance because you do it remotely. So I think technology has really aided us in, in, during this COVID. And I guess this could be one of the trends that we'll see moving forward. And before we talk about how the job is changing in terms of the technological evolution that has become necessary, I do know that a lot of people are wary about approaching a financial advisor. They might ask, do I really need a financial advisor? Aren't they going to charge me high fees? How objective are they? Are they just going to encourage me to invest in instruments that serve them the most in terms of commission? What do you have to say to that? I think clearly... The first thing you've got to do is to interview the financial advisor. Uh, do not be afraid. You know, you talk to them, interview them, and find out whether it's someone that you are comfortable with. And I've used this word. If you look for an advisor, look for a dedicated one and a reliable one. And, and that's something we're trying to build upon, having a dedicated and a reliable advisor uh, whom, you, whom you're comfortable and you could trust. And that would begin that relationship. We're speaking to Adrian Pei, the Chief Executive Officer at uh, Synergy. Adrian, let's talk about Synergy. What sort of value-added service do you provide your clients? Okay, so our advisors are trained to curate the right solutions for the right need. Everybody that is brought into synergy culture is have you know has been trained to have an obsession to to improve and to serve. So what we value at our clients is this because some of the information where the clients need and they start asking the advisors, you know, advisors just can't dig out the information immediately. And so what we have done is we have built a chatbot where our advisors can at a snap of the fingers retrieve the research that we have done to compare similar products 
and clients can also get a pictorial view of which solution will fit their needs. I mean, we have made it clearly simple uh, and also very clear to our clients. And uh, I see that as one of the value-added services that uh, we provide to our clients. Make it clear and simple to them. Now, Adrian, you mentioned chatbots, right? And it made me think of robo-advisors. To what extent do you think we might actually be close to individuals using technology wholly? And we're talking here about AI and all sorts of other things being infused into a model, a technological model that doesn't really require too much human intervention. So maybe no human financial advisors or fewer financial advisors who are human in the future. I think there will be different different strokes, right? Different needs. I think today, if you look at travel, right? Uh, we would, some of us would still do online and do our own research. We still buy from our travel agents. Some would go to an exhibition to purchase their needs. So it, it goes the same with financial planning. There will be, there's no doubt, there will be those that will go directly and look for a robot advisor, uh, but there will be those that will look for financial advice. Now, financial planning, it's not as simple as, you know, just going to a vending machine and you buy, some, buy something and you get it. You, you require someone to look at the holistic view of what you really want to be able to, to look at all the different products that you have gotten in the past and how do you complement each other rather than just having a double something, you know, that you would have bought years ago. So I, I think some financial advisor would still uh, have a need in it. I mean, if you, if you look at financial advice and if you look at advice, right? I mean, if we talk about royal advisor, do you think the day will come where lawyers would have all gone out of job because we've all used a robo lawyer? <laughs> so that advice is really You never know, uh, you, you never know, Adrian. These days, I, I can't predict any of this, I would say, quite any, in so any I, I form of confidence. <laughs> yes. So it won't be as reliable, that's what you're trying to say, because it's all very personalized, very individualized kind of service. Correct, because... Different folks, different strokes, and we are all different in many ways because I, I always use this, right? We all have this gap in our life, GAP, goals, attitudes, and priorities, right? And all this, it's not just about logic, right? It has also the emotional attachment to it. I would love to do this. I would love to do that. The creative mm. thinking behind this, it's quite limited what at this point in time technology could do. Mm. You need a human, where emotion gets involved, you need a human to come and discuss with you. You said, Adrian, earlier that people have reprioritized their lives, right? And they are rethinking what they should put at the top versus, you know, what could come later. So when we talk about planning for your life and planning for retirement or anything else, any other big milestones in one's life, what are some of the specific changes that you have seen sweep the industry today, sweep consumers today? The, uh, personally, I've seen the medical uh, has come in at top priorities for many of them. I think COVID has brought in urgency to look at what if, you know, if I'm sick and I need to go for hospital and surgical uh, needs, I think that's clearly that's one of them. I, I think in the new uh, environment, we are finding out more about diseases that we do not know about. Um, so critical illness is really important. And finally, I think retirement. Um, these days, uh, parents are having less a kid. I mean, I've got two, two, two children as well. And you see, the, in the past, parents tend to have more kids, right? And, and these kids were, yeah, if I would use the word retirement plan. Um, these days, uh, parents are having less kids. And truth be told, most parents today would think that, you know what, I have two kids. I will plan for retirement, you know, and they have to plan for their own. Um, mm. They don't need to take care of me. 
you know, it's, 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 and the bonus is that, oh, they don't, hopefully they don't need to take care of them, right? So I think they will start looking at themselves. I think most of people between the age of, the, say, 40 to 60, what I call the sandwich generation, where the parents are still alive today, they need to take care of parents, but they, they're having kids a bit later, so they're a sandwich generation. And so then they, in, in this situation, start thinking that, you know what, in future, it's tough for the kids to take care of the generation up and downwards, mm-hmm. maybe I should do something for myself and then hopefully the next generation does take care of themselves and the children and so on. So that's where I think financial plan has moved. Okay, let's talk about the ESG investment trend. Where do you see this going and do you see uh, in this aspect moving forward? I think it's really important. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, I was the second person to bring Tesla in Singapore. I've always think it's very important mm. uh, to, to look at protecting the environment. So what we have done in terms of ESG, I think it, every every company and everyone, every individual can do something uh, for the environment. So what Synergy has done is we're very proud to partner uh, with Singapore Power Mobility as well as Shell Recharge. Clients who ensure their EVs, uh, electric vehicles with us, are giving discounted charging at both charging networks. With the electrification of transportation, it's a major effort in the battle against uh, climate change. Now on ESG, we have also made use of technology uh, to reduce paper. For example, mm. chatbot has increased our productivity. We've also used our fact finder, which is online with efficient you know, calculation power. This has resulted in zero paper use and importantly, very accurate calculation. In this way, our advisors can operate non-face-to-face or in, in the event of a face-to-face setting, there will be reduced error, meaning less the need to see clients again and thus reducing carbon footprint. Mm, so this well, is really helping in terms of how you are configuring your manpower and your functions as well. But in terms of investments for your clients, when it comes to ESG, do they really care about the environment? Isn't it more important to them that their investments make money? I think I agree with you on this. Where investment, I think in most people's mind would be out, uh, utmost priority, right? Mm. But if they could make money and at the same time do their part for the environment, I think most people will go for it. We've seen a significant number of clients moving towards an ESG investment. In fact, many of them are even asking advisors, what is this ESG investment about? What can we do? You know? mm, right. So it's good to know that, you know, it's also backed up by some care for the cause behind it. Thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us today. Adrian Pei, Chief Executive Officer of Synergy. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.